Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Hit that subscribe button real quick. Hit the subscribe button. You'll be good to go. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great stuff to get to today. We're going to start things off talking about the Denver Broncos win over the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Now, they squeaked by. They did. It was an 11-10 victory. Ugly win. Ugly win. Very defensive game. And the good news is, though, the Broncos won. They're 2-1 and one on the season. They're tied for first place in the AFC West. That's great. That's great. Next up, they got the Raiders. Raiders are a big pile of shit. This is great news for the Denver Broncos right now. But when you start analyzing things there's a lot of concerns but let's start with the positives again I just said that they're in first place in the AFC West so that's good news the defense is legit for this Denver Broncos team we need to embrace that embrace it the Broncos only allowed one third down conversion against the San Francisco 49ers San Francisco was one of 10 on third down That's great. Great defensive play by the Denver Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett did amazing. You know, I I thought it was funny at first when I saw the news that he hired a guy to help him do his job. Basically a little assistant and saying, hey, I'm going to coach you how to coach, essentially. I don't know how you want to put it, but somebody that helps him do the right things. And it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but it's brilliant. He saw that he was he was struggling the first two games, managing the head coaching duties and play calling duties instead of just being hard-headed and saying, no, I'll figure it out eventually. He's like, I need help figuring it out. So he brought in help, and it worked. It seems to have worked. One game with this, it's worked. And that's good. I'm fine with that. I have nothing to complain about Nathaniel Hackett. I guess you could kind of nitpick some of his play calling, but you could do that with any game, with any team. You could sit there and be like, why did you run it there? You should have, why did you run it three straight times? You should have passed it at least once or, you know, something. Get a little bit of a play action in there. You know, you could sit there with any game and, and do that. Due to the defense, keeping them in the game, they just needed one good drive. And that's what happened at the end of the game. Russell Wilson came through in the late in the fourth, did enough to win the game. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. <laughs> it was an ugly game. An interesting stat that I got off of uh, ESPN, the Broncos won with exactly one touchdown, one field goal, and one safety. The last team to win a game with exactly those marks was the Vikings against the Lions in 2008. Both games featured a quarterback stepping out of the back of the end zone untouched. Jimmy G did it. Dan Orvlosky, whatever the fuck his last name is. He did it too. So crazy. 
<laughs> Such a crazy thing to see. You're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And that's a credit to the Broncos defense. Again, they just swarmed him and he just freaking got rattled and walked out the back of the end zone. Bizarre. Bizarre. Shouldn't happen ever, ever. But it did. It did. The Broncos offense is obviously the biggest concern. They aren't gelling yet. I would expect them to be gelling by now. If you want to blame something, I guess you could blame the lack of preseason. I guess you could. But at what point are we going to stop leaning on that and going, they're just not getting it? Assuming that they don't get it. I would imagine that they would start evolving a little bit more. I, I, I think a lot of people are looking at that that last drive and the success and how it, it, things looked like they were gelling. They were starting to gel. I mean, we're looking at one fucking drive. If they go into the Raiders game and they're, they're gelling, then I'll be happy. I don't want to put all my chips in on one fucking drive of the game. I shouldn't pop the balloon of the Denver Broncos in their success because they did find success in that last drive and they did look pretty good. Let's hope they can build off that. Now, here's Russell Wilson after the game talking with the media. Yeah, we're so close. I mean, it's just I've been a, I've been a part of some good offenses, and I think we, get, we have a chance to be really, really great. I'm excited because I can feel it. You know, I can feel that sense of even the deep ball to Jerry. We almost – I mean, just it's, everything's just that close. And once we do with our defense, how they're playing, it's, it's going to be unstoppable, I think. We've got a chance. They will have a chance. By the way, that ball, that deep ball that he's talking about with, to Jerry Judy, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful play. And if that motherfucking defensive guy uh, for the 49ers doesn't get his little grubby hands on it, Jerry Judy would have caught that, most likely. Most likely he would have caught that. Oh, I was so pissed off when that happened. You look at the replay. It's not Judy's fault. It's not Russell Wilson's fault. That was a beautifully played ball by the defense, but it was a beautifully thrown ball, and it would have been right there on the money. Right there. But that's football for you. you I mean, shit's not always going to be perfect. It did end up, end up hitting Judy in the hands. And, you know, so I'm sure some receivers out there would be like, well, that still fucking hit your hand. You should have caught it. But I'm not a professional athlete in any sense. And let alone to sit there and critique if the ball in that situation hits your hands. I, I, I don't blame Judy for that one. But it does seem like Shannon Sharp is because this is what Shannon Sharp tweeted out last night after that. He said, Judy does all this route running in the offseason and can't catch a fucking pass. It sounds like he's referring to that moment, that play. This is what Jerry Judy wrote, and I'm going to read exactly what he wrote, okay? This is what Judy said. And you be doing all that talking during the season while you breath be smelling like your ass. Hashtag big win. Okay, Jerry, let me just tell you something right here, right? Okay, not a good comeback. What you should have said, Jerry Judy, to Shannon Sharp as he's ripping you, just, just hashtag Broncos win. That's it. What the fuck's he going to say? The fuck, man? Or hashtag Broncos win, hashtag working to get better. Something like that. Don't sit there and try to be like, your breath be smelling like your ass. Shut the fuck up. You just sound like an idiot, Jerry. Knock it off. There's a lot of opportunities missed. And, and that, like I said, that big play, the Jerry Judy, that's 
nobody's fault. That's just good defense. There is one bright spot, by the way, for the Broncos offense that can't be ignored. Cortland Sutton is averaging 97 yards per game. If he continues at that pace, he's going to be well over 1,600 yards for the season. That's really good. Now, eventually what's going to happen is defenses are going to go, okay, Russell is favoring Sutton. So they're going to double team him or, you know, they're going to, he's going to get shut down. So what needs to start happening is they need to start dispersing the ball to other players a little bit more. And that's a little troubling right now. I guess the way I, I look at it is game one against the Seahawks, the Broncos lost. Things started getting tightened, tightened up. Next game, the following game, the Broncos defense shows up and just shuts things down. Broncos defense fixed whatever little things need to be fixed, and they're looking really freaking good right now. Nathaniel Hackett, realizing that he's having issues being a head coach and a play caller, realizing that he needs to be better, hire somebody to help him make these decisions, fixes his shit. As of right now, it seems like it was a great move. And I honestly don't see how that was a bad move in the long run anyway. So I I think in the long run, Nathaniel Hackett did a brilliant move. Him and George Payton realizing you have a problem in fixing it. What's left, guys? What's left is the big issue is the Broncos offense. The Broncos offense isn't working very well right now. Can it evolve and be fixed? I hope so. A lot of people are putting their chips in on that last drive. And saying, no worries, everyone. Things are fixed. Or, I think we're in good hands now. You can't base that off of one drive. If the Broncos come out and slaughter the Vegas Raiders, then I'll I'll be more willing to say that, that they've fixed their problems. But I I do not want to be the person that says, Based off of that last drive of the Broncos, things are looking good. You can't do that. That's just, that's nonsense. You can't do that. Let's jump into some uh, tweets from a lot of you guys out there. This comes in from Rick Gonzalez. It says, it feels like those old Tebow-led games where it's really bad for 95% of the game, then somehow squeak out a win, which isn't a good thing. We're lucky to be 2-1. and We could easily be 0-3 like the Raiders. It's a good point. Luke Williams wrote, going to be a lot of alcohol consumed in Denver this season. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd, oh, God. Buff Fan wrote, growing pains suck. And if anybody knows about growing pains sucking, it's the Buff Fan. By the way, he wrote, uh, growing pains suck. All I could think of was that old uh, theme song from, show me that smile again. Show me that smile Oh, growing pains. Oh, boner. When you could say boner on TV and not get in trouble. Because it was a fucking character's name. How does that get by? His name was Boner. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so random. Neil Hark- Harkner wrote in, This offense is hard to watch. 
running game is uneven, and Wilson doesn't seem to have chemistry with any receiver not named Cortland Sutton. Winning games while averaging a little over 14 points per game is a really tall order. Absolutely. We'll get into that more here in a second. This comes in from Some Say on Twitter. (laughs) That's a weird fucking name. Russ pulled off the heist of the century. Yeah, dude, that's the way it looks like right now. He got paid all that fucking money, and he he's barely accomplished shit. Those two victories are on the back of the Denver Broncos defense. Those aren't on the shoulders of Russell Wilson. No, you credit those two victories. That's pure credit to the Denver Broncos defense, not Russell Wilson. Hey, Russell, thanks for uh, taking some money, but shit, man. You have not earned your paycheck as of right now, Russell Wilson. Sorry. The Denver Broncos defense, they've earned their paycheck over and over again. You, Russ, not yet. You haven't earned shit. You haven't. I expect more out of Russell Wilson in the Broncos offense. And Cortland Sutton can't be the only guy fucking busting his nuts out there and crushing. Can't. It's just not going to last long. Sam I.M. wrote, defense is amazing. Each game is getting better as far as managing. Offense needs a little more time, and play calls could be less conservative. Rome wasn't built in a day or even three weeks. It's true. You're right, Sam I.M. You have a point. But how long do we need to wait is the thing. You talk about basically not playing your starters in preseason. Well, if you look at it that way, preseason's over. Now it's time to play. You got all the you got all the rust knocked off. You should be out there busting nuts. Oh, that sounds kind of gross. <laughs> I'm busting nuts all over the place. Oh, watch out. This grass is slipper. But <laughs> So stupid. I would expect by week four against the the Raiders that the Broncos offense should be gelled. They should. If they're not looking good after the Raiders game, then we need to hit the panic button because I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They should be evolved enough and gelled enough that by the Raiders game, that they should be looking good. I'm going to be very disappointed for multiple reasons if they lose to the Raiders. One, it's the fucking Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. But the offense should be looking phenomenal by this game. Because I imagine the Denver Broncos defense is still going to be dominating. This game against the Raiders is a huge fucking game. It's a huge game. Because it's a game that is going to open our eyes the Broncos are their offense is figuring themselves out and they're coming into their own and things are working as they should be by now or they haven't evolved and there's room for concern this is week four against the Raiders the Broncos should win and the offense should be gelling by now by this game against the Raiders. Okay, I get it. 
The first three games, a little rough. Still trying to figure things, knock off some rust, all, all that shit. Week four, Broncos offense should be working well now. The oil should be all throughout that engine and working well. If they don't show up well against the Raiders, panic, man. Hit the goddamn panic button. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Clyde Perpetual Line Stepper Butler wrote, I love the defense and special teams. I think the offense will absolutely pick up soon, but we're a few pieces away from being a true contender in the AFC. Here, Listen, I, I'm guilty of it. Prior to the regular season, I'm saying that the Broncos are like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said that. I had my my orange colored sunglasses on, and that's all I could see is like on paper, the Broncos looked great. But now things aren't just, they're not tight. They got a bunch of loose bolts on this Broncos offensive engine, and they need to tighten them up. They do. And man, once they get those things tightened up, this thing's going to be humming. And it's going to be, it's going to be humming. It's going to have a loud fucking roar, this Broncos offensive engine. The problem is right now it's puttering along. You got a, a squealing belt. <laughs> it sounds like a, a beat up minivan right now. That's what the Broncos offense is. But shit, man, you get that thing working. Next thing you know, it's a souped-up Camaro, and it's going to be fucking shredding everybody out there. But we're not there yet. Not there yet. And I, God, I feel like this Raiders game could be where everything does get tightened up, and the Broncos just go out there and put the pedal to the metal, and the Broncos' offense just explodes and just shreds everybody feel like it's right around the corner. But maybe that's just me wearing my orange-colored sunglasses. I hope to God not. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. JD303 wrote, I think you can't lump all three games together and kind of have a look at like an extended preseason. San Francisco was the best team on paper they played and, and if seen in context of how other teams in division and conferences did, getting a win was most important regardless of how it looked. You're right, J.D., you're right. The Broncos got a win. It's ugly. In the long run, it's good for the Broncos to learn how to win ugly. You have to because not all games are going to be easy peasy, especially once the Broncos offense starts humming. Once that engine is tightened up and it's just roaring out there, eventually you're going to run into a juggernaut and you got to know how to dig deep and fight back and crawl and claw your way from behind. So these games, as much as they're frustrating for, for the Broncos as well as Broncos country, they are important because once that offense is humming for the Broncos, they need to know how to fight and claw to get those victories. That's what they're doing right now. It's tough. It's tough to watch. But in the long run, it is adding to their character and adding to their abilities, whether we really appreciate it or not. 
So thank you uh, to everyone that chimed in on that. If you uh, ever want to chime in on the podcast, to huffoncensored at gmail.com, or you can find me all over social media, at DeHuff or at DeHuff Podcast on Twitter. I got two accounts because, like, I'd be a pimp that way. <laughs> I don't know why I have two, but I'm like, I do. You can also find me on Instagram at uh, Uncensored Podcast on TikTok. Most likely my videos will be pulled down because I talk about robot boners every now and then. It, TikTok don't like that. I did put up a video today on TikTok of me. Le- I learned how to uh, peel an egg really fucking efficient. I hate peeling hard-boiled eggs. I fucking hate it. And I Google it because I'm like, I fuck, my wife made all these hard-boiled eggs, and I'm like, I hate doing this. I love eating them, but I hate peeling. So I found this easy trick, and I'm like, oh, my life has changed forever. And I'm sure if you go to my TikTok page and you see that, you're, you probably already knew about it. Not me. My wife probably knew about it. She probably told me, but I never fucking did it. But I did it today. It works like a goddamn charm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> reel me back in. But we got headlines coming up next. But real quick, to the people who are upset with fans criticizing the Denver Broncos offense, there's a lot of you out there. They're upset because fans are demanding better production from the offense. You don't want to hear critiques about the Denver Broncos. You want sunshine and rainbows blown up your ass every fucking day when it comes to the Denver Broncos. I get it. I get it. The truth hurts. But that's not helping anything. You need to admit that there's a problem. Look what Nathaniel Hackett did. He admitted he had a problem. He did something about it. And as of right now, it looks like that it is paying off. We all need to admit we have flaws every now and then. We do. Because that's the only way you can get better. So quit sitting there bitching and complaining because people are bagging on the Broncos offense. The Broncos offense sucks shit right now. We need to understand that. You need to not be afraid to admit it. Otherwise, you sound like a fucking moron when you're sitting there defending them. Oh, they just need a little bit more time. We'll be good. Yeah, they do need a little bit more time. Oh, yeah, more time, but you shouldn't be saying those awful things about them. It's really not nice. Be like, fuck off, suck a dick. Here's the thing, oversensitive Bronco fans or oversensitive uh, any other fan out there, you can guzzle the Bronco's cock all day long, just waiting for that orange burst to run down your chin. That's probably way over the line, but (laughs) I went there. The truth is the Broncos can't beat teams like the Chiefs when they're averaging 14 points a game. You can't. The offense needs to tighten their shit up. Help out the defense. Because guess what? The Denver Broncos defense is going to get exhausted very quickly. They can't keep putting the Broncos' offense on their shoulders. They are going to get worn out. The Denver Broncos' offense needs to step their shit up and help out the defense. Okay? Stop guzzling cock, people. Ooh, this is... Cre- is this a creamsicle? Mmm. <laughs> Yummy. 
Hey, got more headline. I got some headlines coming your way. First, uh, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. There was a lot of safeties yesterday in the NFL. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. Huh? Oh, I hope some of you guys did that from a punter running out of the end zone, maybe a quarterback running out of the end zone, or maybe even a, a, a punter kicking a, a punt off their their blocker's ass and going out of the end zone. Whatever it is, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. They deliver. They have curbside pickup. They do online wine education classes. It's a phenomenal place. I went there on yesterday morning. I went there. The one in Thornton. You got to go check them out. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. You can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) Rihanna, Rihanna. That's not, isn't it? Rosanna. Anyway, Rihanna will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show coming up this uh, later this season. At the end of the season, whatever. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. My dog was barking and it distracted me. Okay? That's real life, people. Real life. I get distracted by everything. I guess Taylor Swift was supposed to do it and then some, for some fucking reason she turned it down. Probably because uh, it's just not worth it. <laughs> I, I think it's an overhyped thing to be the NFL halftime Super Bowl show. What ends up happening is you end up getting shredded by the majority of the listeners. I think it's more of bad publicity than good publicity. Very rarely do you find a halftime show that everybody seems to like. Mm, I think Prince was the last one that everybody seemed to like. There's like, wow, they were, I think everybody was impressed by what a great musician Prince was. Playing guitar, playing piano, singing. It's like, wow, this guy is a legitimate musician. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Rihanna. I think she has a beautiful voice. Uh, good for her. But I, I, I think it's a little bit of an overhyped thing. And nobody can ever agree, really, of what a good halftime show should be. I feel like they go one way or the other. It's either you're catering to the young demographic or you're going to the old fucking demographic. They're like, let's get the Rolling Stones out here. Like, fuck. Thankfully, they didn't go Ozzy Osbourne because he'd be like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Sharon! Sharon, where's my pills? Ozzy! No, you can't. Anyway. I'm not, I'm not too excited about Rihanna being the halftime show. I'm not. I get more excited, to be honest, about if if you're thinking about entertainment like that, like singing, I, I'm more excited about who's going to end up being uh, or singing the national anthem. Because I think that's always cool when you get somebody that's really good and doesn't overdo it. 
but just sings it so well. I just, yeah. And he just, where the, where you just get goosebumps, you know, you're like, Oh fuck, that was good. You know, you, obviously you got the iconic Whitney Houston, but there, there's been some other ones out there that have been really good. This one, I'm, I'm, I kind of like this. It's not very popular with a lot of people. I saw Josh Dover of Altitude 92.5 making fun of this, but I'm excited about it. The Pro Bowl games. What's the Pro Bowl games? Well, it's not the Pro Bowl game. No, the NFL's done with the Pro Bowl because nobody really gave a shit about it. It's going to feature AFC and NFC players showcasing their football and non-football skills and challenges over several days. The 2023 games will be held in Las Vegas, and the flag football game at Alliance Stadium is on February 5th. Peyton Manning and his Omaha Productions Company will uh, help shape the programming and promote the event's content throughout the week. Because nobody really cared about the game. And I don't know if, how, depending on how old you are, I remember when I was young, they had these type of Pro Bowl games leading up to the actual Pro Bowl game, where it'd be like John Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, everybody doing like accuracy contests and, and all this stuff. And it was just really neat who could throw the ball the furthest. And usually it was somebody like Vinny Testaverde or Randall Cunningham just fucking launching the ball. But it was awesome. I liked it a lot because what ended up happening is we would take some of those things that you do in, in these Pro Bowl games and you would try to do it with your buddies around the neighborhood. Be like, let's do a, you know, a, a long distance. See who can throw the ball the furthest. And, you know, and you're like, you, I remember watching like how Randall Cunningham threw the ball versus other people and be like, okay, I, I feel like that's why he does it. And I would try to throw more like him and stuff. I think it's a really neat way to uh, teach people on how these players you know, hone their skills and, and you really see like some, some players are really good at these skill competitions where some elite quarterbacks just aren't. And it's, it's awesome. It, it's great. I think it's going to be a good thing. I'm actually excited to watch it. I know it's going to get a lot of negative press, but I, I can't wait to watch it. I, my brother and I used to watch these all the time growing up and it was neat. If they do it right, and as long as they don't just, it, th they could fuck it up. Don't don't get me wrong. This could get fucked up really easy by overthinking it. But I would love to to see that and watch that on TV. I I, I think it's exciting. Somebody was like brought this up. They're like, we should do this with the Denver media, <laughs> have the, the skills competition. I'll tell you why that won't happen. There's a couple of reasons why it won't. Uh, one, there's a lot of companies that don't like to admit that, the, that their competitors actually exist, even though they should, okay? Like you try to act like nobody else exists, whereas everybody else communicates with each other on social media, except for you guys. <laughs> You're like, oh, if you ignore them, they'll go away, I, I hope. So the, there, there's a lot of that. It wouldn't be it wouldn't gel together. And I'll, and to be honest, a lot of it, it, it just wouldn't work. But the other thing is big shocker. 
other than the former athletes, all the other people in media, myself included, we're not athletic. We're not. We think we are. We think we could go out there and, you know, show, you know, show our stuff. But no, we wouldn't. We'd, we'd embarrass ourselves. <laughs> I remember one day we were goofing around at the radio station and Tyler Columbus, Cecil Lammy, and, and I had a, a football throwing contest and we did a video for it. Tyler, former offensive lineman, fucking launched that football. He obviously won. But I came in second. Cecil? Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. But I used to be a quarterback back in the day. Were you? <laughs> Pee-wee? Is that what it was? No. A lot. Uh, Cecil like will laugh about it. But he at least put himself out there and, and was just like, whatever, we'll make the video anyway. I, I didn't. He's like, I didn't do well, but whatever. Who cares? But I, I think that would expose a lot of people to negativity. And it's just like tipping the hand that they're, they're just, they're all talk, but they have no idea how to, to do anything like physically. Again, myself included. I'm not saying I'm any better than any of these people I'm shit talking. I'm not, except for Cecil when I threw it further than him. So I'll hang my hat on that one. But I think it would be funny. I think if you sit there and you look at, <clears throat> look at it, and as far as the non-former athletes, I guess maybe I could see somebody like, uh, I'm sitting here looking, thinking about it. As far as uh, who could throw the ball the furthest, Mm, maybe Josh Dover may, I don't think, Brand, I think Brandon Cristal would probably win in accuracy. And then, yeah, really the KOA guys? No, <laughs> no, none of them. Maybe Altitude has some uh, strong contenders. The fan, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Not so much, not so much. May Oh, no, I bet. Zach By could probably do well. He could probably hold his own. What am I thinking? But I'm t again, I'm talking about the non-athletes. Mike Evans, nah, I don't think he could even grip a football. He's got little sausage fingers. <laughs> it, 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 the ball would be too greasy. Okay? He can't help it. He doesn't even have to eat, be eating any time recently. He just, he just, his fingers are just oozing grease constantly. <laughs> just, mm. Jimmy Dean. Mike's fingers are sponsored by Jimmy Dean. Don't know if you know that. They are. They are. <laughs> hey, and real quick, I kind of mentioned it in that commercial. Did you see the butt punt? It was the the Dolphins and Bills. The, the Dolphins were way backed up into their end zone. They punted for some fucking reason. And they <laughs> punter gets the ball, has hardly any fucking room. And it doesn't get blocked, although they thought it was blocked at first. But it, come to find out, he fucking punted the ball off of his blocker's ass and goes out of the end zone, get a safety. Crazy way to get a, sun, uh, a safety. Charmin, the toilet paper, wrote, those cheeks are going to need something soft. <laughs> Hashtag butt punt. And then, of course, you had to see this. Mark Sanchez, who's famous for... The butt fumble for running into his own offensive lineman and fumbling the ball. Wrote, whoa, stay out of my lane, bro. <laughs> hey, at least he has a good sense of humor about it. 
Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. Let's try not to freak out with the Broncos. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that Hackett's improving. Defense is improving very quickly and looking really good. And as of the last drive of the game, the Broncos offense seems to be improving. We'll see how they handle themselves against the Raiders. Fingers crossed that they are improving and evolving and become a powerhouse. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Blake Street Tavern, go check them out. And of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Go Broncos. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.